Welcome to the American Intelligence Media. My name is Douglas Gabriel. I'm your host, also known as Thomas Paine. And today I'm with my good friend Michael McKibben. Welcome to the show, Michael. Glad to be here in, on this frozen tundra morning. Oh, isn't it incredible? Or afternoon. It's just astounding. I'm, I, I like these signs that people are putting up. Look, in just two years, Trump ended global <laughs> warming. <laughs> yeah. I just love that. That's really funny. So what we're going to talk about today is ending the in mainstream media. Now, we have revealed the fact that it's a propaganda machine. We've gone over this so many times. We keep alerting you to all the different ways that they're putting in what they call artificial intelligence to scrub all media of anything that they, by they, that means the left, the Democratic Party, which has become a socialist party, which has become a fascist party. But we're going to go, we have looked at the history of that. We've done intelligence reports on that. And recently we've been revealing the propaganda that came out of the moment that high tech was created with Marconi. And then it was used for the war. It was used for Tesla. Tesla. Well, okay. <laughs> Let, let's give credit where credit's due. That's Nikola right. Tesla invented it. Marconi stole it. That's right. And he's the first uh, high-tech uh, cardboard cutout who uh, basically is being run by the British government and particularly the British monarchy and even more specifically the Privy Council. And so we've seen that technology has been turned to war and war propaganda and that we now face in America the fact that our president is being attacked by all stations except Fox News, which only attacks him half the time. But basically, the entire media is working as a monopoly, racketeering to create false news, to lie, to repeat lies to make false accusations, to call names, and to sink to the lowest level that I've ever seen. And so the question is, can we do something to help him in this battle? Because he's called the mainstream media the enemy of the, uh, of the people. He's call, We call it the enemy of the state. He's called it every name imaginable, the opposition party, and basically, of course, fake news. And for the third time, in one media platform they had to pay out millions of dollars to melania because they slandered her and they forgot that she's not a politician so they don't get to slander her and i think that's one way that it can slow it down a little bit is for lawsuits to come against these mainstream media lies the fake news reporting that slander people but it is such a pervasive behavioral modification program that has been weaponized as a psyops against us that it would make William Randolph Hearst blush, the man who invented yellow journalism. He would be just aghast at the fact that so many hundreds of millions of people are controlled by media and that they don't have a single clue whether or not the media is telling them the truth or not. Recently a poll came out, it was a Gallup poll, and it said that 68% of Americans do not believe anything they hear on the news. Recently, there was another poll that said 94% of Americans believe that what is on the news is fake. It's fake news. Only 6% of Americans that were polled in this one particular poll believe that the mainstream media is telling the truth. So then we need to come to a solution. And since you are, in a way, kind of the father of a social media, 
through leader technologies and your inventions and your trade secrets and your intellectual property and all those different words you use for all your invention because you're an inventor and you know about this and it wasn't what you intended. You never intended social media to be weaponized like it is. But is there a way in your mind, and I've been asking people this all over and, and I can't really get too many good answers, but in your mind, Michael McKibben, is there a way that we can stop the mainstream media and help Trump take them down? I think we have to use the technology to the advantage of the truth message. And, you know, I, I keep referring to the idea of planting seeds. But there's no way we can... I was talking with one of my directors once several years ago about this, and he said, well... When you're sitting there looking at a skyscraper building and asking yourself how you're going to take it down, probably it's not a good idea to try to go rent a um, a bulldozer and try to knock on it because it won't won't do anything. It won't even move. But one of the things you can do, thinking from an engineering metaphor, is you can dig out the foundation. And once the foundation becomes unstable, the whole structure can collapse. And I think that that's probably what we have to do until the point when uh, the president has funded the Miller Act and we can get significant resources flowing into the alternative media for the first time, then we've basically got to use these these, uh, mechanisms for exchange and play to the advantage of those that don't have the resources but have the numbers. And by that I mean you play to your strengths. And what are the strengths of we the people? Well, it's numbers. So if all of us do our part every day, however that whatever that means to each person, if we all do our part, then it seems to me that the truth message will always be much faster and quicker than these massive um, triggered evening news broadcasts where they're all using the same words. I mean, it's so obvious now. It's just, it's laughable, actually. And they can't move fast enough because by the time their their teleprompters have got the the words that they're going to use for tonight's propaganda the alternative media, we the people, have already discredited it. And I think that's the problem they're having right now is we're not buying the story anymore. We were, we were always buying the story in the past. And I can remember it hasn't even been that many years that I really had a hard time uh, accepting the idea that they're all intentionally lying to us. Well, I like to think that people were watching um, that guy, uh, Rachel Madcow, that they're doing it for entertainment purposes, you know, kind of like some people watch alternative. Really? I mean, I can't. She smirks too much for me. She's just too smirky, snarky all the time. And that's what people want. They want the sentiment to agree with their sentiment. And if they hate Trump, then they watch her to watch her foam at the mouth like a mad dog or a mad cow, and basically uh, tell lies. And they don't care. They know it's lies. They don't care. They're watching it because of sentiment. 
and they're watching it because of habit, and they're watching it because there's very little else to watch. But, you know, CNN gets uh, lower ratings than Nickelodeon, you know, from cartoons are better watched and, and, and more used than CNN. And when you look at the fact that, as you've pointed out, GE owned NBC in the end, and NBC and its connections to CNN and all these interconnections of people, literally families, uh, dynasties, these corporate monarchical dynasties. And now what we see, same old, same old. And this is this is the part that people don't understand. I'm going to break it down for you. When they say there's six major owners to most of the media, that's for about over 90% of the media is owned by six major corporations. Now, it's that is de- correct. We've verified that in, in in past research as well. Exactly. So we have it there for you as evidence. And anyway, you can just look that up. But you're going to see that some of them are a little bit confused about who owns what, because GE likes to be hidden in all of this. So it'll state that it's actually Comcast. But anyway, these six major groups, and one of the groups at one point was um, Ted Turner's group. Now, because Ted Turner didn't fit into the group of the other major owners, they kept buying out sections of his corporation until eventually, I'm sorry to have to say this, and we're going to have to break this down for people because people get really upset and then they go a little bit overboard with this, and we're going to try to put it in perspective for you. They will tell you that the Jews own the six major corporations that own the media. So they own, Jews own the media in America. That is not true. What does that mean anyway? I mean, it's, it's exactly. that's a whole group of people. I mean, <laughs> it's no it, group of people acts in total unison. But is there a British, American, Israeli axis now that has yet even been recognized oh, in history? And I think there is. And so to say that there are many Israelis and or Zionists, and or Jews, and or American citizens who are also Israeli citizens, and or British citizens who are American citizens. When you look at this, you will then see that this axis does control all of our media. Now, in America, it's controlled through the Department of Defense and the Broadcasting Board of Governors, and they can now propagandize us. And so again, William Randolph Hearst would be so happy because he used his newspaper to create yellow journalism to create wars in places where there were no wars. And so America was literally funding a war that didn't exist except on the pages of his newspaper. But that's the same exact thing going on with the news. They are so mad that Trump wants peace because the British-American-Israeli axis does not want peace. That's the last thing that they want. But it isn't Israelis. And it isn't Jews. There are many Catholic Zionists. There are many Zionists who have nothing to do with being an Israeli, a Hebrew, a Jew, or anything. I can go into great detail about that. And we have before with John Barnwell, and we've broken this down for you. But really, it is true that to begin with, Reuters, which is now Thompson's Reuters, was a a newspaper that was taken over by the Rothschilds, and basically, I want to say, uh, call out, do a call out to Kevin in Ohio, a person you know, Michael, who corrected me because I kept saying carrier pigeons instead of homing pigeons. But from the moment that homing pigeons were used, which was a long time, and they were used in war, and they were used, then, then when the Rothschilds started using them in commerce and banking, 
then they started using it in brokerage. In other words, as long as they got the news before somebody else, if they had the best intelligence, they could make the best bets on the stock markets, on currency exchange, on everything to do with commerce and bank and banking rates and so on and so forth and who they loaned the money to and who they didn't. So the Rothschilds were, from the beginning, basing everything upon good intelligence. And if there's not good intelligence, you can't win the war. And really, the Rothschilds are in a war. They're in a war trying to use usury and interest rates and to control fiat currencies through central banks. And this is why they have 164 central banks that they uh, control one way or the other. And there's only 20, 30 that aren't controlled by the Rothschild-style central banking. And from the beginning, you can't do that unless you can convince people of things that aren't true. And as you have pointed out through the great research you've been doing with the uh, British War Board and with the uh, Tavistock Institute, and the which eventually morphed into the uh, Frankfurt School and the uh, initial Kaiser uh, Imperial Institute and all these things that you've been bringing to light and showing that people like Nick Clegg and Lord Allen, who have gone over to basically run Facebook, are a British invasion. The British invasion has never stopped. So you can't just blame everything on some group of people that you think are evil unless you break it down. So the British, when it comes down to it, the Associated Press is owned by the same group of people who own the Fortune 500 companies. Same exact people. They're the same exact people who own the major banks in America. And all of our mutual funds. Certainly all of our mutual funds. And so who are those people? They're the same banking families that came over from Britain, initially from Germany and through Holland, but then to Britain and then from Britain to America. And they set up some of the first banks and those banks had the money to buy into the U.S. Federal Reserve and buy into the central banks from the beginning. So the Federal Reserve is not owned by the American people. It's owned partially by the American people and partially by these same old families. Now, when you say families, you're going to go, but wait, where's the Rothschild name on the ownership of the companies that run the Associated Press? Because all the different news agencies run a cooperative, and that's called the Associated Press. And if one of them says something, the others believe it. And it's basically an echo chamber. But if you're going to break it down, you're going to come to companies that you can list very uh, clearly, much better than I, but companies like T. Rowe and Blackstone and the Fortune BlackRock. BlackRock, I mean, and all the Fortune 500 companies, and you'll see the large bank names in there. But generally, they work through asset management uh, groups that you can't tell who these people are. You can search all day long, and we have revealed that. Who is the military-industrial complex? We put out an article, intelligence report on that. It comes back to the same exact companies. So the same companies own all of the news ninety over 90%, some say 98% of the media news agencies in America. That is called a monopoly. That is called racketeering. And just like Standard Oil had to be broken up into the Seven Sisters, we need to break up these six groups into locally owned, regionally owned, 
media that actually goes back to investigative journalism and becomes the fourth estate that truly is bringing truth to the third estate, we the people. We need our media to tell us whether or not the people who govern us, whether it be the government or, in America, the fake judicial system, have replaced the monarchy and the lords, you know, and the uh, and, and the house of, uh, of the parliament and the what they used to call the lords spiritual, the lords temporal, and the commoners. We're the commoners. And the fourth estate, the fourth group, is supposed to be protecting us by having the freedom to report the truth. You don't get the truth on mainstream media. You won't get any facts. You can spend all day long watching the news and get no facts, get no substantiation to what they're saying, many times don't even give you the sources of what they're saying, and they read, and I'd like for you to explain this to people as soon as I'm done with my rant, about AVID and ISIS management and the way that that really is racketeering. So what we're saying here, what I'm saying here, is that the British-American-Israeli axis controls our media. Absolutely, it is not American. Now, when I say American, I'm talking about the people in control of America, and you can break it down and call them whatever you want, but you need to break it down to the individuals if you're really going to tell people the truth and give people a real perspective. So I don't lump any of these things into um, generalizations. They aren't. They're individual people who are greedy, lustful for power and control, and they've been doing it a long time, and their families have been doing it a long time, and it's going to continue unless we can figure out a way to stop the mainstream media. Now, the mainstream media only tells you that there's no um, investigative journalism going on anymore. You don't see people really no, actually that, getting any truth. that's one of the things that's quite quite annoying about uh, our team having to do all this research. This should have been done years ago if we truly had a free press. And it's clear they're all asleep because the information's out there. They're just too lazy to go get it. And and I'm sure it's more than laziness. They're probably paid off. And so it's it, they're conspiring in a way uh, to support that agenda. Oh, yes. And uh, one more thing I'll say before you can explain AVID and ISIS management and get into some of those details is we don't have free speech in Europe, no free speech in Britain, and they're clamping down on free speech here. The censorship of conservative sites on, on the Internet was a crime. Hundreds and hundreds of people, sites were taken down, demonetized, and millions and millions of people who were receiving their news from alternative journalists, citizen journalists like us, were shut down. And if you want to talk about how specific this is, well, the U.S. Digital Service, which was created by Obama with money from Eric Schmidt, basically brought it all together so you could be surveilled all at once. So Google, Facebook, Twitter, they're all connected. The Global Engagement Center pointed that out to us. They can go to their computer. They can do a search for all of them. They're all one. If you're on the internet, <laughs> nothing is hidden. Nothing is hardly, well, excuse me, most everything is hidden, most everything you cannot secure, and it's available for these type of searches. And then the Digital Forensic Research Laboratory has been paid by Soros to come over to Facebook, $1.5 billion, gave it to Nick Clegg, a nice Brit who 
we could go into, a nice Lord. And Lord Allen, what's his first name? Um, Lord... Oh, Rich, no, Ricky. I have a blank with him. R- Ricky Allen. Richard B. Allen. Yeah, I call him Little Ricky. Lord Little Ricky Allen, they brought over the Digital Forensic Research Laboratory, which is basically the Ministry of Truth that's already been overlaid in all of Europe and Britain, where no one gets to speak the truth anymore. If you even write a Gmail that you don't like migrants, you someone shows up at your door. It is unbelievable, folks. Even your Gmail account is completely open for complete and 100% surveillance by a program called uh, Open Works, which anybody can get, and you can be but trained Douglas, to do this. Everyone who who signed up for Gmail agreed to let all their data go free. That is true. They're going to say these corporations are completely uh, compliant with the law because we all signed up for it because they gave it to us for free. Then there's NewsGuard. Another Atlantic Council, George Soros-funded group that has now moved in, taken over Microsoft, put it on some Microsoft uh, equipment, and now is going and, and snuck it onto the, that equipment, and then now it's going to go into all Microsoft equipment. And basically, it's doing the same thing that the Digital News Service is doing, another Eric Schmidt donation, which is basically, it's an artificial intelligence program, that supposedly that is listening to all news and if you are not using the approved words then you are flagged and you are closed folks we are already in the age of no free speech in america and so when trump says that the mainstream media which i also include social media into that because facebook is a news platform whether they want to admit it or not Google is a news platform because of their algorithms. They bring up what they want to bring up to you so that you can read it. Well, what is news? News is just information. I mean, there's nothing special about news. So tell us about why all the news stations say the same thing. (laughs) Well, now we know what their MO is. Their MO is to control propaganda and use psychological psychiatry techniques to to embed thoughts in people's heads by repetition, by subconscious conditioning, by pre-conscious conditioning, um, and some more overt and more evil. But the bottom line is that's what they want to control because if they can control the message, then they can control people's responses. And they don't like the alternative media because they can't, the alternative media is beaten to the punch every time. So something now, something. I mean, look at that. They just closed the inquiry on uh, the Las Vegas shooting. Unbelievable. And couldn't figure out what the motive was. Can you believe that? I it, don't. It's disgusting. No, that's a cover-up, obviously. Nobody did all of that, that one guy, without having a motive. It wasn't because he was having a bad hair day. Right. Well, so so we we've now got that narrative out there. Well, they couldn't find anything. Move along, little doggies, and uh, that's the kind of uh, activity that these guys are into. So one of the things they need to do, and this is like the next generation of wireless. So back in the day in World War One, they took over wireless. They pushed a message out. Everybody sat around at the radio and listened to it, and that was complete control of the narrative. 
And now we move forward to today when you've got the Internet and a message can be blasted out to literally billions of people at once. They needed a mechanism similar to the analog from 100 years ago, but they needed to do it faster. And since every uh, radio station and every uh, um, news center uh, producing video um, had, has different software, they've all kind of centered on Apple technology and several um, key applications that they all use to develop their content. And so what they did, with thanks to the funding of uh, Dianne Feinstein's uh, husband, Richard Bloom, is they funded, actually took, it appears, one of the modules from our invention, our news module, and, and uh, modified it, and they didn't even change the name. They called it Leader Plus, and it became a way for them to have a group of people sitting in a room that control the narrative for this group to be able to type up the narrative and push it out like an email, uh, probably simpler than an email, uh, and then it would be immediately picked up by the monitors out there on the Internet to all of these um, uh, news uh, organizations. They would pick it up, and since it was coming from a, quote, trusted source, they could immediately push it right to the teleprompters, so that, right to the cameras where the, 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 the newsreader is actually reading text that's streaming across. You know, when they sit there and look at the screen, and it's amazing, they all have the right words, they never stumble. Uh, that's the teleprompter coming across the screen. It looks like they're looking into the camera, but they're actually reading the words that are coming in front of the lens but it can't be seen by us as the viewer. And so they, they can literally put out a narrative that's, that's uh, repeated all over the planet now, within minutes. And, and, and we and see this. It's the parody. Our, our technology to do that. Yeah, it, they just parrot each other. They put it in an echo chamber. They use the exact same words. As a matter of fact, we've seen these uh, films where they basically gather up all the news agencies broadcast at one particular moment and literally literally they tell them how to stand who says it what their hands are supposed to do how they're supposed to emphasize it and and how they're supposed to uh frame it use exact words as you said and it's right there in the teleprompter so there's no journalism going on there's no honesty right, going these on. are actors they're just actors and it's just shocking how it is so much the same but what that means is it's a monopoly. It's racketeering. Right. And another reason it's racketeering is because if 98% of the reporting during the election was for Hillary, then they need to counter, they need to add all that time up. And that's a donation to the Democratic Party. This is election campaign fraud. You cannot do you possibly. Think they care, Douglas, do you think they care? No, they don't because campaign laws. No, no, they don't because, but this can be the basis, uh, another part of the basis for the conspiracy that they are all working against national security. They're working against a duly elected president at this moment, attempting to continue a coup d'état, and they know they're lying. And avid, if we could figure out exactly who was writing avid and uh, ISIS management that owns avid. I think oh, it could be tracked. It could be tracked. 
if some of our network uh, engineers would start paying attention to that signal that's coming into the AVID uh, technology in a newsroom, they could track it back to the source. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to suggest the source is Barack Obama's uh, bunker there in Washington, D.C., that he says that his daughters live in, which they don't. And it's actually uh, ran by Eric Holder, who is now going to run for president. So he has all... We wondered. And, uh, of course, Valerie Jarrett's there. She's actually running it, as she always has, because she's the Chicago mob uh, boss. And uh, she was... Michelle Obama's boss, and then she was Barack Obama's boss, and then she was uh, Ron Emanuel's boss, and now she's still the boss. And so when the next election comes, if Eric Holder actually gets any foothold, which I don't think he will, he will have access to the same exact manipulative tools that were paid for by Hillary Clinton for the 2016 election, the template uh, to win the election. They'll have that. They'll have the U.S. Digital Service all hooked up and running through they're a bunker. And so I'm yep. going to now predict that that's who's writing AVID and ISIS management. Now, the reason I'm going to say that is when I was in the NSA uh, a long, long, long time ago, one of my first jobs... This is confession time, isn't it? Yes. One of my first okay. jobs was to take the uh, news line coming in from Reuters and also the news line coming in from the United Press International and censor them. And if I censored them, then the news couldn't be reported. And then it was sent did they, to... Did they train... I'm curious. Did they train you on how to censor, or they just said censor? They said censor anything that had to do, that might in any way have to do with American national security. So, and that was up to you to decide? Correct. And at that point, I was an E2. How uh, old no, were you? I was uh, eight, uh, 18. I was a private oh, first brilliant. class. I was determining the news. That is correct. And they had a number of us that did it, but in the end, there was just a few of us, and it, it ran through us, and it came through us, the NSA, and we altered, we didn't alter the news. Well, we did, because we would strike, even if I liked an article, but I didn't like the end of it, I'd strike the end of it. So okay? you as an 18-year-old get to make that decision for the whole of our country. Correct. Now, Bro. if I was doing that in the early it's 70s, then what do you think they're doing now? Well, we already right. know what they're doing. We've already made intelligence reports naming all of these different programs, and I could go into all of them, but I told myself I would not get into that or into all the subliminal controls that are involved in media. But the point is that they filter all the news. I got to then filter, oh, and then in, in the same room, we had the Associated Press coming through, and the Associated Press, as they sent in their news to their central headquarters, they sent it to us first. And if we didn't approve of it, it couldn't be sent out to the members of the Associated Press news agencies. So again, a private first class, and some that was an E3, I think, and uh, there were people below me. I was actually a higher class than they were. Brand new guys, didn't know anything, had no idea where Azerbaijan is, so should we strike some news coming from Azerbaijan saying that the CIA rogue headquarters is set up there. Uh, well, heck yeah, that sounds like national security issue. Strike it. So our rule was uh, always strike everything that you even imagine might ha now imagine might have anything to do with national security. Now, what do you get on the news these days? Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. There's no news. There's no facts. There's no uh, investigative journalism. There is nothing but opinion, 
and that opinion is shoved down your throat as if it is the kind of old type of news snarky. we had. Snarky opinion. Oh, snarky opinion. And no snarky facts. Snarky opinion. Yeah, and, and they don't check their references. In the old days, if you didn't check your references and you couldn't say who those references were, if you were in a tight pinch because you had just revealed something that had to do with national security, then you lost your job in broadcasting, and the people who were your sources had to pay the price. So, Michael, Hello. what do you think we can do to stop the mainstream media? I have a couple ideas. Go after them for antitrust. Do you think that would work? Uh, I mean, I don't think there's one answer to it. I think it's a, it's a set of things, probably. And uh, I don't have much confidence right now in the legal process. Uh, it seems to me that it's it's completely hijacked by these people and so it is their playground and so consequently you get stuck in a, a lawsuit they can drag that on for years and uh, while you might be making good points it may not matter because if the judge is in their pocket then in the end you're gonna it's gonna be dismissed for some reason they'll make up a reason if they don't find one they'll make one up so it seems to me that this has got to be something more dynamic we can't be counting on lawyers to protect the rights of we the people it seems to me that we've got to we've got to use our talents and skills to their greatest advantage and leverage and one of those is not filing lawsuits because that's not where how we are creative that's not, that lawsuits don't create anything they just suck up time so I mean we've got we've all gotten so used to the idea that well I'm going to if somebody does me wrong I'm going to file a lawsuit but um you know for what it's worth I've, I've been in a lot of them now and uh uh it's a um it's a, a toxic environment and it's not about the constitution it's about who can um who can outmaneuver uh the judge the the clerks the other attorneys uh, the media coverage of the the suit, uh, and I've watched attorneys when they didn't have evidence, they made up evidence. So um, it's pretty toxic. It doesn't that kind of methodology doesn't work when you're building things, by the way. So it seems to me we've got to uh, play to our advantage. Our, our advantage is speed, quickness, uh, greater intelligence. Um, uh, being able to articulate, to present from different viewpoints, and getting those out immediately as soon as the the other side starts, because they're not very creative, as you said. Uh, it, I mean, what they say is just rather boring after a while. And so the question is, what's the real issue here? I mean, if they talk all day long, but nobody's listening to them, then we probably want them doing that, because then that's sucking up all their resources. But in the meantime, we've got to provide real information to people and to keep doing it and to keep expanding that uh, effort and somehow institutionalize we the people is really what we've got to do, it seems to me. I don't even know what that means, by the way, but uh, I'm just thinking out loud. No, I get the same exact kind of sense. It seems as if uh, citizen journalists who stand on their own and they've been demonetized, and of course, uh, censorship of them. But if they, could... but yeah, let me ask you. Let me stop you on that. The demonetization thing. Um, 
that was always the honeypot to get people to come into those networks, the promise of money. Because being somebody who's done a lot of sales training in the past, uh, a lot of people want to do something in their lives, but they don't want to do the selling part of presenting their uh, their uh, skills and products to the public. So this honeypot of, okay, well, if I put up this website, then they'll start sending me money, seems to me that that was the big drug that, uh, that, that started this mess. And the idea of free is, you know, if a product is free, if, if a service is free, the product is me. And we've got to get away from this issue that anything can be monetized by this big cloud uh, of people that if I use their service, they're, they're going to start paying me. That's a dependency that we want to get away from. We want to wean ourselves from that kind of uh, drug, it seems to me. Absolutely, because the media should be free and independent. The problem is it's no longer free and independent. And if you look at the government controls, the FCC, they're doing nothing. Uh, they should have brought the antitrust suits against these six major owners. A long but, time ago. Yeah, yes. and they didn't. And not only that, they keep allowing mergers that make it even more consolidated than ever before, and then therefore more easy to control. So you can't count on the FCC. You can't count on the Decency and Broadcasting Act because it's not very well defined, and all the only thing that it has is one minor clause that says that you cannot knowingly lie. Okay, well, mm, are they knowingly uh, that's lying? That's not true. You can. The Congress passed the... False Statements Accountability Act in 1996, which uh, exempted testimony from attorneys, from witnesses in in uh, judicial acts, in administrative courts, uh, exempted them from the perjury laws. And by their own actions, we see that lies mean nothing. It seems to me that Roger Stone could just use that as 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 the example. I mean, it seems like these these. Uh, all these claims that were made against him have to do with congressional testimony, and Congress passed that law that, 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 that gave them a get-out-of-jail-free card back in 1996. Roger ought to use that. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Pass a law that says that you can break laws. It's kind of Yeah, like you can lie. Giving immunity to Comey because he's the I star witness. I know nobody witness. believes that. But to just go read it. False Statements Accountability Act, subsection B. Yep. No, I've read it. You've pointed it out to us. It's it's the truth. So then basically, the Decency and Broadcasting Act can't count on that. And then you, what are you going to count no. on? You're going to count on uh, the people simply turning it off. Well, as I said, people watch it for sentiment. They're not even watching it for news. And it's on all the time, especially in public places. And then they get credit for running it uh, nonstop in public places, uh, you know, if you run CNN, so on and so forth. So what you get is a bunch of uh, fake statistics. I don't believe a single word that they say about their ratings, not one single statistic. I don't believe that they have any intention of telling the truth. And I believe that AVID management and ISIS, uh, excuse me, AVID and ISIS management demonstrate that it is a racketeering, consciously created conspiracy to destabilize the national security of America, especially at this time. They're telling us there's no problem on our southern border when we're being invaded. And literally 10 million more people have already 
been set up to follow these caravans. 10 million more people. This is no exaggeration. We're in a war, and recently the intelligence agencies uh, reported to Congress, and they didn't even mention that there was a war. Well, and they were. Uh, I saw a, a sh- one show last night where uh, they were minimizing the discussion of human trafficking along the border. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Where's the empathy? Where's the concern for humanity? It's not there. They're trying to push this narrative of open borders so they can diminish the power of the United States and we can become the policemen for the whole world, which is what they want us to be. So our job as we the people, it's our country. We have to take over these tasks that have been co-opted by this group of people. They're not going to change. We have to take it over. They're That's not going to change. No, and then another solution is to create um, uh, other major news stations, but they would be in such competition, and the big powers would simply squish them. I mean, they only allow Fox News to be partially Republican, and even then, you know, they've turned against Trump, uh, 50% of them who are reporting. So this is what the, they'd be up against if you tried to create another news major. Oh, you say you know. they. Who are we talking about they? We're talking about a mentality, a a. a spirituality or a lack thereof uh, of uh, a portion of humanity that uh, has chosen to go down this road. Uh, And and no, they're not going to change anything. So what we've got to do as we the people is we have to reorganize. We have to organize our country the way we want it. And we have to do what it takes to get that done. And I'm not sure all the things that it takes, but I don't think there's any magic bullet here. We've got a lot of work to do. Well, you mentioned consciousness before, and it is about consciousness. And if you raise consciousness, you can create a critical mass of awakening that then can actually start to have an impact upon general society. That's one thing. The other thing is that the alternative news, citizen journalists like us, researchers like you and uh, all of your friends and then your friends over at Americans for Innovation, all these different people who are working hard in alternative news, someone said to me today, you guys are the answer. Don't you understand? Well, then I see three answers. Alternative news, citizen journals, uh, that people simply raise their consciousness and that they turn it off and that they use the power of their pocketbook to vote against this enemy of the people, this enemy of the state, this mainstream media. Well, you know, one of the things that I was reading about the the new NewsGuard product is that they were going to recruit what something like 20,000 people that were going to provide feedback because they realized that these automated algorithms were not doing the job that they wanted related to censorship. So they were going to get human beings involved. And uh, we actually saw that the other day where uh, two of our posts, all the comments were removed, but that hasn't been consistent. So obviously people are involved. But when I was uh, uh, doing work uh, with... uh, uh, my Christian work in the Soviet Union, one of the things that uh, was a fact of life is that you had what they called snoopers everywhere. Everybody was spying on everybody else, and they got they got it down to the uh, point where children were spying on their parents, and parents were spying on their children, and everybody was reporting uh, questionable behavior to the KGB, and the KGB was building all these physical files. And... <clears throat> 
that was the state of things. And so everything had gotten so dishonest that you couldn't trust the person standing next to you. And that appears to be what this news guard is attempting to implement using electronics so they can, they, they can observe, they can report, and uh, take action on anybody that they consider questionable. So that creates a brown shirts type of group that uh, very similar to what Hitler created in World War II or the KGB created in, um, in their snooper corps. And uh, we, we, we just seem to, we keep seeing the same old behavior among the people who are committed to the seven deadly sins. So there's nothing new here. What we've got is a different set of circumstances, but what the good news is that Soviet system eventually collapsed, but not before a lot of people were harmed. And so the question is, can we get to the point where this current fake news system collapses without having some big catastrophe in our country? I don't know the answer to that one. Well, it's the information war. And what you just pointed out, the social credit system used to be called the Soviet system. Now it's called Dragonfly, created by Eric Schmidt for, for China and for America. And what we are basically facing right now is that free speech is being squelched in America, that systems are being set up that are targeting conservatives so that the liberals will basically have complete control of the media. And what we need to do is remember that this is a fight, this is a revolution, this is a battle. And when Trump named the mainstream media as the enemy of the people, they are. And I just want that to salute you. Statement. Yes, it, absolutely. And I want to salute you and all the others that we work with for standing strong and holding your position and continuing to bring truth forward because it seems as if consciousness and truth and what we're doing may be the key that can actually win the battle against the mainstream media. Well, if, if uh, thousands and tens of thousands of people are doing the same thing, that, is, that has a lot more power than probably a hundred times that on the other side. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all of your hard work, Michael. You're welcome, and same to you and Tyler.